You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, everybody, and welcome to It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. My name is Andy Baskin. His name is Daryl Ryder. Good morning, Daryl, or good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time of day it is for you. Hi, Daryl. We are timeless here. It, it's always game day in Cleveland, right? It's always very exciting. We just never know what time it is. and we're just Because it's always football time and it's always game day. If you want to be a part of this, uh, all you do is hit us up at Game Day CLE. And if you like what you're listening to, remember to subscribe to the It's Always Game Day in Cleveland feed. Daryl, minicamp this week, plenty of stories, plenty of headlines. Deshaun Watson, though. Uh, always seems to take center stage. So we'll get into minicamp here in a second. So it, there, there was this, another story that came out this week that kind of puts the NFL's office in New York, especially when it comes to the discipline and what's going to happen down the road here for Deshaun Watson, in a precarious situation because they've got a lot of different ways they've got to look at this thing. And um, I don't know that any of them are good as far as Deshaun playing this year. Um, but there's a lot of things behind the scenes going on right now until we find out what the suspension will be. Yeah, you know, it it seems uh, that the league office is between a rock and a hard place. If they don't discipline Deshaun or they don't severely discipline Deshaun, there's going to be outrage there. Um, If they drop the hammer on him, well, then – you're going to have the Players Association be very, very unhappy uh, with the league, considering especially some of the stuff that owners seem to get away with, right, and uh, the, the double standard. And re- what people have to remember about the NFLPA, it is, it is a union, and it is their job to fight on behalf of the players. Uh, and, and that's what the NFLPA does. Uh, whatever discipline gets handed down, Watson will appeal, and they'll go through a process. What is unclear is, A, does Deshaun Watson get suspended? B, if he gets suspended, do they announce it before 
Watson has the opportunity to appeal, or do they wait until the appeals process has been completed and the decision is final? So uh, some unknowns here, obviously. It feels like that the Browns' season completely hangs in the balance. Sorry, Jadavian Clowney. I know you came back for Deshaun, but don't know if Deshaun's even going to be allowed to play or for how long he's going to be able to play, but... Um, This just is not a very simple situation for the NFL uh, office. It's certainly uh, complex because uh, we're still waiting for two more lawsuits to officially be filed. We've heard that it's going to be a 25th and a 26th, but the paperwork has not been filed in court. We have not seen the details of the latest allegations that are being made against Deshaun Watson. And again, that's another problem for the NFL is this constant drip, 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 drip of news concerning Deshaun Watson. And so if they render uh, uh, discipline, right, what do you do if more stuff comes out? So yeah, not a good spot for the league office to be in right now as they try and figure out what, if anything, they're going to do with this Deshaun Watson situation. I I think it was about... Two weeks ago, I think it was actually before the HBO special, special that I just kind of said, okay, I'm settling in now to the fact that Jacoby Brissett's the starting quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. I don't care about how many reps somebody took at OTA. I don't care how many they took at minicamp. I just – the way the story is playing out right now, I, I just think as a Browns fan, and really that's where I think most of us want to be, right? <laughs> I mean, you want to be a Browns fan first. And – yeah, I think you have to realize that Jacoby Brissett is going to be the starting quarterback. In fact, I wrote a story this week about that, just saying I'm settling into the fact that Jacoby Brissett is the starting quarterback of the Browns, and when they tell me Deshaun Watson is going to be able to play, then I'll believe it, and then I'll buy it. There's just too much stuff that's here that the league can't suspend him. I think I, I've kind of changed my tune on this, too, where I thought maybe he'll get 10 games, and now it just feels like the whole season. And you know, there, there was another story in Pro Football Talk talking about, and you brought it up in a second, about how the league office is divided on what to do with this. And I do think it's interesting that the NFLPA argument coming back is going to be to attack owners who have done similar with some criminal uh, undertones to it that were dismissed that reflect a little bit or maybe a little bit of what we're seeing uh, in the court of public opinion with Deshaun Watson. Again, I, I, I say this and I'll say it, over and over and over again. The Watson case has three prongs to it right now. The criminal, which doesn't exist right now because there was no indictment. The civil, which is very much front and center, and as you said, uh, 25 and 26 are right on the horizon as far as plaintiffs going into this case. And then there's the third part of it. It's the NFL, which doesn't care about what's really going on with the criminal or going on with the civil. They're worried about what the NFL looks like. And if they're going to start dragging out uh, what owners have done in the past, this thing is going to get super ugly, and I think and all parties need to sit down and figure out how they're going to make it look not so ugly because you're not going to tell me that they're not going to drag Jerry Jones and Robert Kraft and Daniel Snyder under the bus and over the bus and over the bus and under the bus and over the wheels and over. that. It's going to get super ugly, and it, I, it's the last thing I think the league wants right now. Oh, absolutely. Uh, unfortunately, the owners are the ones that write the checks, and the commissioner works for – the owners, but um, Daniel Snyder is the poster boy of of somebody who should be thrown out of the league, not just disciplined. He should be thrown out. Just look at the stuff that he's 
been accused of. And I think that that's likely to be one of the key arguments made by the NFLPA is that you're disciplining someone for being accused of something. Uh, not not a criminal situation, but because somebody's been accused, uh, you're disciplining them. So, well, Robert Kraft was accused and ultimately uh, escaped any uh, legal ramifications or prosecution, right? So why wasn't he uh, disciplined? Uh, Jerry Jones has been accused of a lot of things, but again, nothing criminal. And uh, why hasn't anything been done against him? Then you look at Daniel Snyder, who potentially could be accused of, or I should say, face some criminal situations here. I mean, my goodness, the Congress wants him to testify at this point, right? Um, and he the, said no. The, yeah, he said he yeah. wasn't going earlier. This right, month. but you, you've had a sexual harassment scandal involving the now uh, Washington Commanders formerly doing business as the Washington football team, formerly doing business as the Washington Redskins, right? Uh, and then uh, the sin of all sins when you talk about the NFL, and that is potentially messing with the books, which is an absolute no-no. Right. So the, the fact that Daniel Snyder hasn't been thrown out of the league, I, look, I think he's the poster boy of the argument because for the last 20 years, Daniel Snyder has been accused of some sort of impropriety. Now, He's never faced any uh, type of a criminal prosecution, but nothing's happened to him. He's not been disciplined. So I think the NFLPA has a pretty solid argument. Then the league comes back and says, yeah, but we make the rules because we write the checks. But um, I think it is a, a fair argument for the NFLPA to make is that, hey, man, you can't come after a guy over accusations when uh, the owners – escape any type of discipline over accusations really the the biggest discipline to be handed down to an NFL owner was the the Richardson family in Carolina being kicked out of the league because of hostile uh, workplace environments surrounding uh, uh, racial discrimination and uh, environment there so um, this this is you're right it, it could get ugly it, it really could and again the NFLPA's job is to defend Deshaun Watson's right to work. Um, and that I, I think that people sometimes forget that aspect of the league. You know, it's a sport. It's entertainment for fans. But for players, this is their job. Um, and uh, they have a union that, you know, fights on uh, behalf of uh, those players, regardless of what a player is accused of. Um, you know, we're, we're setting aside the, the moral arguments and, and whatnot when it comes to these accusations levied against Deshaun Watson and just getting down to the letter of the law of the collective bargaining agreement. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what the league comes out as far as discipline goes and then how successful on appeal Watson and the NFLPA ultimately will able to be. be. But it's um, it, it's this is. Um, Again, as I said earlier, Andy, I just I feel like this is going to make or break the Brown season. It's nothing against Jacoby Brissett. It's part of the reason they signed him because of his experience. The fact that he started 37 games in the NFL, uh, he's he's played on some bad teams, but you have seen year to year, you've seen improvement when he's had lengthy opportunities to play. So uh, obviously, the Browns feel like Brissett can kind of keep the boat afloat, but. I don't know for a whole season 
Um, and, you know, that's – and I know the NFL certainly isn't concerned about that either because the Browns went ahead and, and you know, gave him a five-year contract and 230 fully guaranteed, and the league isn't really concerned about the competitive ability of the Cleveland Browns. But that – I just – I kind of feel like the, the entire season hangs in the balance with whatever happens with Deshaun Watson, and that is considering what is out there uh, as far as these allegations go – it's not a good feeling uh, to have if you're a Browns fan. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. So here's the one curveball, I think, that plays out in the whole suspension game, and, and that game is probably the wrong word to use, the whole suspension scenario, um, is it's former federal judge Sue Robinson. And this is the one time when things are a little bit different. Yeah, and, you know, the, the CBA is very specific in, in how all this is laid out, it, not only just with team d- uh, discipline, but also the discipline with, uh, you know, with the, the league office. Uh, and it is, um, you know, it, it, it is uh, written in there. So this is not something that they uh, just kind of make up as they go along. These procedures are already set and agreed to. Uh, by uh, the NFLPA, and again, as I said earlier, it's the NFLPA's job to advocate on behalf of their uh, players. Um, Article 46 in the nearly 500-page collective bargaining agreement deals specifically with commissioner discipline, and this is where this kind of falls falls under because of the, uh, the personal conduct policy. And the commissioner discipline page or section of this is four pages long. (laughs) And, um, you know, there's a lot in there. And it goes, you know, step by step uh, uh, of how uh, things get investigated, uh, the hearing officers, representation, how the hearings can be conducted, um, you know, who pays for things, the appeals, scheduling, discoveries. I mean, it is all very uh, specific. Um, and also, too, so, the like, the Browns can't just slide in here and say, well, we're going to suspend him for eight games, and that's going to take care of everything. It, it, like, there's no double jeopardy here either. Like, the commissioner and the team cannot discipline a player for the same thing. And the commissioner's disciplinary action supersedes anything by the club. So the Browns can't even fall on the sword here on behalf well, of Deshaun it, Watson, too. I, the, the Browns aren't going to suspend him. No, 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 no. Right? I understand. I'm, oh, just, okay. I'm, just, I'm just explaining this to people, right? Sure. Okay, that's what I'm listening. So people, okay, so, okay. So, so people understand how this works. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the Browns cannot fall on the sword to try and protect themselves, so to speak, in their in their season. They can't be like, well, we're going to suspend them for four games. Or we're going to suspend them for eight games and take care of that, right? Uh, no. Um, but, it, yeah, it's very specific and laid out in the CBA uh, of just, you know, how everything. I could read it to you guys, 
but it would oh, make for that's... a very, very lengthy podcast and also very, very boring because there is a ton. Uh, you can tell the lawyers wrote this. Let's just put it that way. For sure. I, so I think what I'm saying is keep your eye out for the Robinson effect on this thing. Right. To see what what happens there. I, I mean, Sue Robinson can come back and say, you know what, you, League, you only said a year. I, I'm listening to all this stuff, and I'm shocked that some things didn't turn one way or another, and maybe I should make it two years. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's going to be super interesting to see the way this plays out. All right, I'm a little Deshawned out at this point. So, yeah, so I'm glad for I'm, I'm glad for the break. I'd like to go a week or two without the headline changing. Let me just All say right, that. now there's there's one thing I need to clean up that you you mentioned here and I'm going to read okay. this specifically uh, as far as okay. how this works. It's actually the disciplinary so the disciplinary officer will be responsible for conducting evidentiary hearings pursuant to the procedures in blah blah blah, right? Issuing okay. binding findings of fact and determining the discipline that should be imposed, if any, in accordance with the personal conduct policy. Um, uh, then there's all this other, you know, st- stuff like the NFL so will, will have the hang on. The NFL will have mm-hmm. the burden of establishing that the player violated the personal conduct policy. The NFL will also publish mitigating factors for discipline, which shall include acceptance of responsibility and cooperation, engagement with clinical resources and voluntary restitution. The disciplinary officer's disciplinary determination will be final and binding subject only to the right of either party to appeal to the commissioner. The appeal shall be in writing within three business days of the disciplinary officer's decision, and any response to the appeal shall be filed in writing within two business days thereafter. The appeal shall be limited to arguments why, based on the evidentiary record below, the amount of discipline, if any, should be modified. The commissioner or his designee will issue a written decision that will constitute full, final, and complete disposition of the dispute and will be binding upon the players, clubs, and the parties to this agreement. So the disciplinary officer will find, you know, make the determination, hand down the discipline, and then the commissioner gets involved on the appeal, and then that's when the commissioner has the final say. If it's not appealed, then the commissioner's not involved at all. So that's an important detail to clarify for people. Okay, so but the discipline—I just want to make sure I'm getting this straight. The disciplinary officer is Sue Robinson. I just want to make sure. I think so. I, I since she's I, I'm the, reading this. She's the I, one, I, I, yeah, she's since yeah, she's the one in, in yes. doing this. I'm pretty sure it's going to be her. The NFL's new procedure for imposing discipline under the personal conduct policy incorporates the disciplinary officer who is jointly appointed and paid for by the NFL and the Players Association. The person retained for that position is Sue L. Robinson. Okay, right. so that's the same thing. It's just it's just semantics on the word that uh, it's just. It's still you're you're watching to see what she says here, right? I, mean, I just really I wanted to read that yeah. straight from the CBA so that we're very clear of how this this works and what the commissioner's role is. He only steps in if it is appealed, which as we know it will be appealed. Deshaun Watson will appeal any uh, discipline. The NFLPA will help him appeal, and then that's when the commissioner uh, will step in. So. Um, that it's just, it's important to kind of clarify that, 
that's I what I I read that straight from the collective bargaining agreement. In fact, that would came from page two seventy seven of like four of like four hundred and fifty. <laughs> Well done, Daryl. Daryl, when we come back, can we actually talk a little bit of football here? Please, uh, let's talk please, about, pretty Let's please. talk about mini camp. Let's talk about all the things going on and how you can get involved uh, when they actually hit training camp because that news was announced earlier this week too. So, all right, let's do it. If you want to get involved in the show at Game Day CLE, this is It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. Back with more after this.